Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. How you doing? How's everything going? Having a good day today? Has everything a, been good for you over the last 24 hours? It's a beautiful day out there. I mean, I just, Gorgeous. I just walked to the studio. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I understand yeah. what happened in the ball game yesterday, but it's going to be in the 70s the next two days. So with that, let's try and be in a better mood. With that time now for the lead, let's get right to it. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Well, I think it's fair to say it was the missed tackle, the lack of effort heard around the Rocky Mountain region about 23 and a half hours ago. With that, Teddy Bridgewater and Vic Fangio addressed Bridgewater's lack of effort on the fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, um, man, we watched it today uh, as a team. And, um, you know, Coach pointed it out, you know, um, that, hey, my effort had to be better there. And I, I totally agree. Um, that's not, you know, the type of tape that I want to put out there. You know, and um, it's one of those situations where you, you get pissed, you know, after you watch it because it's like, you know, you know how much this game means to you. You know, you know, guys out there trying to make a play. And, you know, it's like you feel like you got a little help running towards the sideline. You try to force a cutback, but in slow, in real time, in slow motion, I'm sorry, in real time, it feels like, hey, everything's happening fast. Let's force a cutback. But when you slow it down, it's like, man, you know, just give more effort. So, you know, you, you watch it and you, you walk away from it pissed, you know, at yourself, at the effort. You know, uh, credit Slay, he made a great play also, but. You know, it's one of those deals where, you know, we got guys diving, trying to make the tackle, you know, and I just needed to just lay it all out, you know, for the guys in that moment. You know, initially, uh, I thought, you know, Melvin was down already. Um, they were just going to blow the whistle eventually and say, hey, he was down. And then, you know, there wasn't a whistle. So uh, it kind of caught me by surprise. But uh, at the same time, man, it's just I'm right there. Opportunity to just, you know, dive, you know, sacrifice. You know, do whatever I can to help the team in that moment. And, um, you know, I failed, you know, um, and I own up to it. Um, it's unacceptable uh, as a football player, as a member of this team. Unacceptable? What do you think? Oh, you're going to team me up first, huh? Yes. Okay. I'll start by saying this. Teddy Bridgewater did not have to meet the media today. He was not scheduled to meet the media today. I mean, how often do quarterbacks meet the media on Mondays? Never. 
Never. Now, granted, the Broncos have a very good habit of when something happens to a player, they say to him, we want to roll you out there. Like, gee, I don't know, Von Miller when he had a failed drug test. When something happens uh, off the field, those guys need to go up and speak to the media. Teddy Bridgewater did not have to speak to the media today. I give him credit for that. People on Twitter have disagreed with me, and you can disagree with me all day. Give us a call, 303-831-1340, and I'll be more than happy to fend off your venom. Teddy Bridgewater played on one leg against the Cleveland Browns two weeks ago. Do not question this guy's toughness. Do not question his courage. He was coming off a concussion as well. This guy had no business being on the field. With that, should he have made more effort, you can certainly make the case he could have made more effort. But he said it very well. And this is the little piece that every jackal in the media and from Broncos country won't hear but heard. When you look at it in real time, it's different than looking at it in slow motion. Life doesn't happen in slow motion. Life happens in real time. For starters, if you want to put the blame on anybody, put it on Melvin Gordon, who's coughed it up in two critical situations now. Two of his, twice. Last, two of his last 34 touches or fumbles now. Okay. If you truly look at the All-22 video, and if you have not, let me paint an illustration of exactly what it looks like. Because people in the media and Broncos country, and I understand it, when you have a point to make, you're going to look at it through the lens that you choose to see it through. I understand Broncos country is angry. They not only lost to a team at home, another home loss under Vic Fangio, but they got embarrassed by a three-win team. I get it. The offense stunk in general. The defense was putrid again. And special teams, I don't even need to get into that. For Vic Fangio to say week after week, we need to coach better. How about you find a coach who doesn't have to say that? But I digress. Let's get into Teddy Bridgewater. The guy who picks up the fumble starts running, and he's running towards the left sideline. And there are two guys who are angled towards the left sideline in order to make an angled tackle. Teddy Bridgewater was one of those guys, and he was behind the second guy. So in theory, Teddy Bridgewater was the last line of defense. Like a kicker on a kickoff. Correct. The guy who had the ball cut it upfield towards the other sideline. I don't care how athletic you are. And the truth is, Teddy Bridgewater was not running full throttle towards the sideline. But at the end of the day, if you are running full throttle, somehow, some way, you're going to be juked out of it. You kind of have to pace yourself when you're making a tackle. You don't do it at full speed when essentially you're running backwards. But Bridgewater gets turned around. And again, I don't care how athletic you are. When you turn around, you slow down. It's basic science. So when Bridgewater gets turned around and the guy who has the ball continues to run, he is running so fast and Bridgewater is just finished his turn, does not have a lot of uh, motion on him, is not running quite fast. 
He is angling towards the guy with the ball. But the guy to his right is, ironically, Melvin Gordon, running full speed, as well he should be. Trying to fix the mistake that he made. He is barreling down the field as fast as he can go. And about a foot and a half from Melvin Gordon to his left is Teddy Bridgewater. I get it that players on special teams sacrifice their bodies all the time. It is a two-car collision all the time. I get it. but at the And you sacrifice your body. And from what I've been told, Teddy Bridgewater today apologized individually to each position group before today's practice, or before today's meeting, I should say. And but, he got called out in in full view of the team correct. at the team meeting. When he when he talked about coach, he's referring to Vic Fangio. Correct. That was the team-wide meeting where he basically had to sit there and take it. Sacrificing your body is part of football. But sacrifice does, just doesn't have one meaning. There is sacrifice to make a play, and then there is dumb sacrifice. Teddy Bridgewater would have made a dumb sacrifice for starters. Even if he dove, he never would have gotten the guy just by looking at the tape. Don't tell me I'm giving my opinion. I'm telling you what I see on the tape. My eyes don't lie. I'm not looking at it through a lens where I'm trying to put something in Bridgewater's favor. What I am telling you is this. With Melvin Gordon barreling down the field, full speed, and then you have... Teddy Bridgewater to his left downfield a little bit at an angle. If Bridgewater steps in to try and make that tackle, you know what happens? Teddy Bridgewater not only gets run over like a truck, but the guy behind Melvin Gordon who jackhammered him from behind piles on to Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not sure that's what would have happened. Uh, there, it would have been a collision, yes, but he. We're not saying that Teddy's going to make a form tackle here. Would his it been, angle was bad. Would it have been possible for him to make a shove, though? Yes, he it would is. have had to have stepped in front of Melvin Gordon, and then you, you knock no, no, him no, off balance, and you have Cameron Fleming. At that point, you would have given Fleming has no shot in a foot race, right? If you if you give a shove and knock him off balance. You give Fleming from the other side saying, a chance. It's, it's the old saying, the chicken trying to cross the road. It was like a game of Frogger out there, if you really want to know the yeah. truth. You, you look, you're going you're gonna to get hit at that point. And, but I got news for you. Teddy Bridgewater was the frog, and there was no doubt, no doubt, he was going to get hit in the game of Frogger. And then the guy behind Melvin Gordon gave him a shove that would have doubled down. All I'm saying is, I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater lacks courage. I don't think he's the P word. And I hear the term business decision all the time. We have seen business decisions made on this field. Cortland Sutton made one last month. With that, there's a difference in the business decision that Cortland Sutton made. And a guy probably, potentially, I can't say probably, potentially being knocked out for a couple of weeks because he would have he would have literally stepped into heavy tra- heavy rush hour traffic at 55 miles an hour with Melvin Gordon there. That's sometimes what you have to do in football. That's that's, that's I mean, fine. You you put the pads on and you assume you assume some level of risk. I mean, 
I think back to, and you know, I know that maybe earlier in his career he didn't do this, but I think back to Peyton Manning in 2013 and 2014, just putting up enough of an obstruction. Yeah, let's be honest. On Derek Johnson yeah. and on Calais Campbell a year later. Okay, I, I've seen those videos. Before we praise Peyton Manning, he was not looking to make a tackle. You said it very well. Obstruction, and that's. And I don't expect Teddy Bridgewater to try to make a tackle. Nobody expects him. Well, he wouldn't to make a tackle, but he wouldn't. To the only person he would have been obstructing is Melvin Gordon, because Melvin Gordon's the only guy who had an angle. Well, no, he would have. He would have gotten at least a little bit in the way of Slay enough to knock enough to potentially knock him I, off course I, I, and enough and enough to give see it Fleming I don't know a how chance. We're seeing it differently. At yeah. full, at f- you're looking at it in slow motion. You got to look at it. Pretend like you're looking at it in full speed. Oh, I've looked at. When, when I've you, watched this play a hundred times. When you see Bridgewater and it looks. So don't ba- tell me I haven't watched it. I watched it a hundred times. It looks bad when Bridgewater takes a step back. Right? He, he wasn't. But but you got to remember something. He wasn't taking a step back because he didn't want to make the tackle. He took a step back because he knew he was going to get run over. And by the way, for as bad as that looked. How is that Keystone Cops video going to lose? You look when Melvin Gordon, who coughed up the ball, knocks his own quarterback out of the play and out of the game on the ensuing play. Could you imagine what it would have looked like if Gordon fumbles the ball, then he pile drives his own quarterback and they collide. And then you have the guy with the ball just basically skipping into the end zone. How would that visual look? I'd rather have the one that we have than the one I believe we would have had. That would but no been... one would be questioning effort. Oh, no one would be. You're right. No one would be questioning. You effort. can forgive errors of execution. It's harder to forgive an error of effort because that is something ultimately within your control. Errors of execution, they happen. Okay, I mean. You're not happy that Melvin Gordon fumbled, okay? That's a bad play. Right. It's an error of execution. That happens. But errors of effort, that, those are completely within your control. I agree. Teddy Bridgewater, okay, I'm going to say it very bluntly. Teddy Bridgewater should have made the effort and risked major injury. You're right, because that's what he would have done. So you're right. And I would say that to every guy in the locker room. If you're happy with knowing he would have stepped in front of a runaway freight train which was melvin gordon with the guy behind him if you're satisfied with that then you're right he should have made more effort it's a collision sport it's the business they've chosen it's a collision sport where one guy is standing still and the other guy is going full speed and one guy has no chance and then there's another guy behind him just and and oh by the way he plays quarterback he doesn't play he does not play special teams Okay, you're you're not going to jump all over the kicker for this. You're not going to. But even with the kicker, we'd say be an obstruction. That's what that that's what they the would tell. That's what they would tell him Mace, to do. Give it, give a chance for somebody if else. If he had a chance to be an obstruction, I think he would have. But he didn't because Melvin Gordon would have been in his way. That's where we're not communicating. But if it's so good, then why was he apologizing every position group in the? On the team today. Because it's the right thing to do, and he knew he had to. 
what do you think he was going to come up publicly and say what I said? I didn't want to get run over by my own guy. Then you really look like a wimp. Sometimes you just have to suck up your pride and say the right thing. And I'm sure Teddy feels badly that he did not make the effort. But what he's really saying was, I should have literally risked the rest of my season to make this tackle because that's what he would have been doing. There's no one who can convince me any differently that Melvin Gordon would not have run him over and then the guy behind him would have piled on. Tape's right there. Anyway. That's pretty good. I see the I see the tape differently, but okay. I don't know how I don't know how you see the tape differently. Like I said, I see I, I see obstruction, I see give a shove. Hell, even a you know what? I don't see it if he does a soccer style slide tackle, you get called for tripping, but you know what? Yeah. Yeah. There's not a touchdown. You know what happens when you slide? You're going to get a knee right to the head from Melvin Gordon. How's that going to How's that going to work out? He has it's to collision. He has sport. to step in front of a car going 65 miles an hour in that's order to what, make the tackle. When you play in the NFL, it's what you sign up for. There you go. Okay. Well, we see. We we just see it differently. I don't think we see these tape differently. We just see the idea differently. And I can tell you right now, I am on my own island. Well, yeah, you, you are with everybody else. What, what would my, What would Mike Shanahan say? Probably the same thing. Yeah, everybody would say the same thing. Be a tough guy. Be a tough guy. That would have just been flat out stupid, especially if it's your quarterback who has a history of injuries. That would have been dumb. And how would it have looked on tape? Oh, that would have been run on every blooper reel on NFL films into eternity. He wouldn't be criticizing effort, though. No, he wouldn't. With that, what do you want to get into? Well, let's get into this. <laughs> every, every week we talk about, is this a new law? Is this a new low? Have we hit rock bottom? Have we? That's next. Yo, put it on down. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They have an amazing offer right now. You can save up to nearly $5,300 on an exclusive Mighty and Rudd Heating Air Replacement offer. A buddy of mine just took advantage of that. He has saved thousands of dollars. You know what else he got? 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, a whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, a smart thermostat, including installation. And by mentioning this on the show, okay, this is what you get, but this is what he got as well. A seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible uh, destinations. With that, you need to go with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go to MightyPH.com and see why they have over 500 five-star Google reviews. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. By the way, we don't take a lot of phone calls on this show. We don't really solicit our phone number. Yeah. Uh, To the person who was listening, 
Thank you very much. Um, Danny can easily double as a therapist. Apparently, you had a lot to say to Danny. I think that's great. But if you want to get it off your chest, feel free to bring it to Dr. Mason and myself. And maybe we can help talk you off the ledge. With that, what what did this uh, listener have to say? Can you repeat it on air? Yeah, absolutely. He said that he calls Teddy the Reverend Bridgewater because he knows exactly what to say to kind of keep the congregation on his side and keep people uh, happy. But in the end, he's out there for himself, just like everybody else in the organization. Fangio made the decision to start Bridgewater for his own good. And every player on the team is, in a way, looking out for their best interest. And Teddy's no different. So he can understand why Teddy made the decision that he did. Um, He knows there was a risk of injury. But at the end of the day, that's kind of just the way that everyone in this business is working. They're looking out for themselves and they want to make make money and have a long career. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think sometimes as fans, we lose sight of that. But he had he had some great points about the whole situation. It's not an unfair statement at all, is it? It's not unfair. But I mean, each, each, the decisions you make have con- act- have consequences. Actions have consequences. Right. And how they're going to be perceived. And when... You have, I mean, it's it's a physical. It is a it is a physical collision, brutal game, and you can't help but wonder if, uh, for example, the O line is gonna is gonna work that extra split second longer when they see something like that. That's why he had to go around and apologize. You know what somebody said to me today? It was intimate knowledge of the Broncos thinking. It's a good thing there's a bye week. You know why? Because maybe. There are some guys in the – I'm not suggesting this will happen. Yeah. But, but remember, we're talking about a football mentality, high testosterone, high aggression, high competitiveness. This guy said to me, if there are some guys on the offensive line who weren't happy with Teddy, they might not hold their blocks as long. He didn't say that's going to happen, but that's the way football players are wired. Oh. Sold out on me when I sell out every play. I just might release my block a little bit sooner. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 the reality of it, unfortunately. And my- now on the, the the flip side of that, I asked Shelby Harris when he was on the media Zoom about kind of the buy coming at this time and what he would tell his teammates, and hopefully. Everybody examines themselves over the over the next several days. Gets away, takes some say, takes some time to escape, but also takes some time to reflect. Because while that fumble return is the flashpoint, pretty much everybody on that team was culpable in some way in that loss yesterday. Yeah, that was a three phase. Total defeat. Javante Williams played well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I'm not going to put anything on him. He had a touchdown get called back thanks to Eric Saubert. Like, he had penalties from the tight ends other than Noah Fant in this game. Right. With that, is this the new low? Every week, I suppose you can say it. A bad loss feels bad, right? Uh, And it feels worse maybe than the last one because maybe it happened a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it is. Recency bias of defeats. Here's the thing. The reason why the Cowboys win felt so great is that nobody expected it. But because they won that game, now everybody is back on board thinking, okay, look what we did to the Cowboys. Gave everybody hope. 
and then it, it was not only crushed, it was eviscerated. The Eagles are not a bad football team, but they are only a three-win team going into this game. But the Broncos just got manhandled. So was this the worst loss of the season? At yeah. home? Yes, it was. Can it get worse? The Lions can of come to town. It, and of instead course they, it can. Instead of a tie, they find a way to win? Yeah. To say it can't get worse, I think that's naive. Of course it can get worse. I mean, they could come out against the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert could sling it around, and next thing you know, you have a situation where you don't come back. By the way, that game against the Chargers last year is the only time in the Vic Fangio era the Broncos have overturned a halftime deficit of any level. I want to put something into perspective because we're going to talk about this next. So let's just call it a tease. What's the Broncos' record right now? Five and five. Same number of wins as they had in 16 games last year. Hmm. But everybody is outside of Dove Valley metaphorically with pitchforks and torches. They're literally a game back in the division, and the team that's in first place is and, has two games against them. we will talk about yeah. that next. Every time you come around, you know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at SDHMazda.com. Every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And here's the question, guys. When the Broncos were 4-4, four and four, George Payton said, we're 4-4, four and four, but it feels like we're 1-7. You know what? He was right. So let's think about this for a minute. The Broncos are 5-5. Five and five. They're in the playoff hunt. They're 500. And they had a total of five wins last season. Should everyone do what Aaron Rodgers says and just – relax or can you understand why everybody is restless and people are calling for just anybody to get fired to the point of people just want to go into Dove Valley with a dart and whoever they hit gets fired. I get it. I understand why people feel this way, even though you step back and realize this is the best record they've had after 10 games since in 2016 when they were seven and three coming off of that Saints game. Every year since then, after 10 games, they've been 3-7 and seven or 4-6. and six. The standings say they're in it. The standings say they're a game back of first place and they play the first place team twice in the final seven weeks. The standings say that they control their own fate when it comes to this season. It is, it is literally still in their hands, believe it or not. There's no question is, but here's the thing. This is why people don't feel good. First game of the season, they beat the Giants. 
Nobody thought the Giants would be good. Okay. Beat Jacksonville. Nobody thought Jacksonville would be good. Okay. Nobody thought the Jets would be good. Okay. They're 3-0. They did what everybody expected them to do. Then they come out against Baltimore, for lack of a better phrase, a real team. Get embarrassed. Play Pittsburgh the following week. Roethlisberger looks like he's declining. Their offensive line is all banged up. The Broncos get embarrassed. Vegas coming off the whole Gruden situation. Broncos get embarrassed. They go to Cleveland on Thursday night football. And while the score was close, they were never in it. And they were run all over all day on national television. They beat Washington, which many people felt they should have. Beat Dallas, that was the high point of the season. And then against Philadelphia, they get embarrassed. My point is, they won three game, They won four games they were supposed to win. How people would look at it. High watermark, clearly Dallas. But in all four losses, five losses, you can make the case they were embarrassed in every single one. That's why people feel the way that they do. They weren't three-point losses. They weren't necessarily close games. Well, they and had I, one three-point loss, but like you said, it was Cleveland. Didn't feel close. Right. So every game was an embarrassment in all five losses. That's why people feel the way that they do. And to, you know, the point of... George Payton, he could probably make the statement right now. I know we're five and five, but it feels like we're two and eight. Guys, what do you think? Well, they are two and five in their last seven games. Right. And there is recency bias there. Understandably so. And oh, by the way, like you mentioned, those first three games, they were against a lesser opposition than you're going to see coming out of the bye. Let's get into the state of the Broncos players in the locker room. Specifically what happened yesterday at the press conference when Draymond Jones went up there and said, essentially, we lost because of execution and the coaching. Now, to give a little background on that, Vic Fangio said to the players after the game, we lost because of execution and because of coaching, right? Then Draymond Jones says that publicly. Then, as you, using your words, like a hostage video, he puts out a statement today highly praising Vic Fangio. I'll make this one statement about what happened yesterday. I have covered sports for 30 years, mm-hmm. and I've been in this market since 2004. So I'm going to only use 2004 as my benchmark because you have been here as long as me. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to use the Broncos as our example. Can you ever remember a time? And I understand. And listen, a lot of things are said behind the scenes, Mace. Yeah. But they aren't repeated publicly. Right. Can you ever remember a player on the Broncos going on a podium and calling out the coaching? Not that directly. Right. So maybe Draymond felt, I have carte blanche to say it because Vic said it. But the truth is, I'm sure Vic has said that more than a few times. But I think Draymond, on the back of his head, said, well, Fangio said it. I guess I can say it. The hostage video, the release that he put out, I don't believe it for a second. Because I've been told there are plenty of players that are not crazy about Fangio's system. And I've been told many offensive players are not crazy about Shermer. It was a nice try, Draymond. We know how you feel, and we empathize with you. You know what? The funny thing is when I saw that message and saw the tone of it, and, uh, you know, again, it felt like something that was written under duress, and I actually was looking at... Do you think he wrote it? I think he had some help. Okay. But I think also I see the the all caps in there, and I think it was his... I think it it was 
conveyed to him that he needed to say something, and then it was him. Right. But I'll tell you, I mean, Draymond's a smart guy. Yeah. Okay. And smart and very smart, very intelligent, which is why I looked at the, I actually started going through the first letters of each word to see if there was an acrostic right. embedded in here. Right. <laughs> there wasn't. Here. But I, but the fact that it says a lot about what I think of, of Draymond Jones that I did check for that because. He's the type. He's the type of guy who's bright. Who's bright and would maybe do something like that. I'll throw something else at you. Since two thousand and four, I can't remember this ever happening either. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've seen plenty of bad losses from a Broncos team, but can you ever remember where there have been two full-throated apologies from any member of the organization following a game? Bridgewater apologized for not trying hard enough. Jones apologized for, in theory, throwing the coaches under the bus. The loss is bad enough, but then when you throw in apologies for behavior on what you did, boy, that story just grew some legs. Yeah. Assuming they don't make the playoffs, and we've talked about how making the postseason is likely the standard for retaining this coaching staff. Say it one more time. Assuming they don't make the playoffs. And like I said. Well, they don't make the playoffs. The, most of the coaching staff. That's what I mean. That's no that. Question. That's the standard. Yeah. If they do make a coaching change, there's uh, that the first job of that coach is going to probably be rebuilding trust and rebuilding the culture. When inside that team, you mean kind of like when McDaniel's got fired and Vance got fired, kind of like rebuilding that type of culture. Yeah, uh-huh. you better hope it's more like John Fox than Vic Fangio. And here's the thing, I heard because John Fox rebuilt the culture pretty quickly. I heard Elway was smoking mad following the game, really upset at Teddy Bridgewater. Here's the thing with Elway, and this isn't the first time I've heard a story like this. John Elway is a guy who wears his emotions on his sleeve. No doubt. And when he is walking from his box to the elevator, he is talking loudly enough for every single person to hear him. I've heard plenty of stories about this. And John Elway won't be with this team following the sale of the team. But George Payton, I heard he was hot too. Might have to think long and hard about bringing back Teddy Bridgewater under any circumstances. If John Elway believes... Teddy Bridgewater sold out, and George might believe it, and guys in the locker room believe it. There's no way you can bring back Bridgewater, even as a bridge, if you draft the guy in the first round. It basically means that you're you're bringing in somebody because there's somebody else. It no, mean, no, you you can't bring him back. You no, you're bringing in a quarterback because he happens to be somebody else who doesn't have that baggage, that scarlet letter, correct? Of of not trying to make a play on right. him. It bas it basically means that. If you do draft a first-round quarterback and the powers that be have decided, okay, we can't bring back Teddy Bridgewater because of that. damaged goods. Right. Then it means your quarterback next year is pro- at least until a first-rounder is ready, unless you pull off a trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, your quarterback is probably going to be in the Tyrod Taylor ilk. We'll just keep the team doctors away from him. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? 
Well, Cam Newton is back, apparently. He gave the Carolina Panthers a shot of the of what they needed to get their culture going. A big win against Arizona. And uh, the referees didn't really like the way that he announced he was back. We'll talk about that next and what it means for the Panthers the rest of this year. That is on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, as the winter approaches, it's going to get cooler. I know it's 70 degrees today. It's going to be about 70 tomorrow. It's going to be freezing cold on Wednesday. What are you doing about your furnace? Has it been tuned up? Do you need a new one? My suggestion is this. If you do, you need to go with Mighty Plumbing Heating and Air. They have an amazing offer right now, and I should know about how amazing they are. I worked with them. They put in a new HVAC system with RUD uh, products, which are the best out there. They were on time, and there's a reason why they get over 500 five-star Google reviews. And the guy who runs the show at Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air is my man, Kevin. How are you, my friend? Doing good, Eric. How about yourself? All right, Kevin, I want to ask you a story about a friend of mine that I believe is going to be doing business with you. Uh, just for the sake of this conversation, I will call him... Andy, because that actually is his name. He told me on the phone that he was getting all these quotes for his furnace. And I'm like, that sounds outrageously high to me. You need to talk to Kevin. Where are you at right now? So we met and went over all his estimates. And we came in with our standard pricing, which was lower than both of his other ones. And then he mentioned that uh, he heard about us from you. And so he's also getting that seven-day vacation voucher. I'll tell you something funny. I don't know if I told you this on the phone, but I called him out of the blue and I just said to him, hey, you taking any vacation soon? And he said, I can't because my furnace just broke down. I said, well, do I have a guy you should call? So now he's getting a furnace and now he is getting a vacation as well. But what else did he get from Mighty Plumbing, Heating and Air? So he's getting a brand new furnace, premium grade root equipment, um, he, he chose the, the top end one, something that's going to last. He wants peace of mind. It includes our maintenance plan in there. So he, this way he doesn't have to worry about anything with the uh, furnace for many years to come. Now that includes the whole home, whole home air duct cleaning system, the whole home humidifier, complete maintenance for five years, and a smart thermostat? Yep, he's getting all of that. Are you going broke giving away all that stuff? Because seriously, how do you stay in business giving that stuff away? Uh, well, we have a great partnership with our local distributor here, and so they actually kick in some of that so that we're able to offer all of this, uh, and that's how we're able to make it. And then also uh, just the way we market ourselves. Though we don't spend a ton of money because word of mouth works better. Now, I've seen the website where you give away a seven-day vacation voucher 
to one of 45 destinations. It's not at like some cramp, crappy like Holiday Inn Express. These are really nice vacations. They are. They're really nice. Uh, we partnered with a company that's been doing this for over 15 years, and that's how we're able to do that. And they give out uh, cream of the crop places for condos and also cruises. How do people get a hold of you? Best way is go to the website, mightyph.com. Kevin, you are awesome. Thanks for taking care of my guy, Andy, and I know you're going to take care of so many of our listeners moving forward. Have a great day. You too, Eric. Bye-bye. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Cam Newton yelling, I'm back. One of the images of the weekend after he scored a rushing touchdown on his first play of the game back with the Carolina Panthers against the Arizona Cardinals and that removal of his helmet and shouting I'm back earned him an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. He also had a passing touchdown to Robbie Anderson on his second play back in the game. Now PJ Walker got the start and did the majority of the quarterbacking for Carolina, but Cam Newton may be the starter going forward. What does the rest of his season look like and how big of a boost is this to hometown favorite Christian McCaffrey? out there as he has a dynamic quarterback back in Carolina with Cam Newton. As for Cam Newton, I don't blame him for taking off his helmets and screaming. You know why? He's been out of the league for so long, he probably didn't even know about the new rule. Hey, now. Hey, now. Would we need a rim shot for that one. You got a rim shot, Danny? <laughs> or you got crickets or something like, yeah. like that? All right. Well, well <laughs> wow. That, that rim shot deserved a rim shot for being so late. You know well, the yeah. imaging piece for just in case you missed it is a button in that same right. category. So that one kidding. ends when I play I'm, the rim shot, unfortunately. I'm, to- I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I mean, with all respect to Cam Newton, though, it's all about Christian McCaffrey there. You Pan- went into the tent again. Yeah. The, the, yeah the, the this Pan- guy's gone in tents more than campers. Yeah. he. The Panthers are 4-1 and one when McCaffrey plays this year, and they're 1-4 and four when he doesn't. I mean, basically, that's the kind of thing you think of with a quarterback, right? But that's how important McCaffrey is to what the Panthers do. I mean, no offense to to Cam Newton or P.J. Walker, who did start that game and was 22 of 29 for about 175 yards, I believe. But the straw that stirs the drink is Seaback. And if he's hurt again, it doesn't matter what Cam Newton does. They're going to flounder. Just in case you missed it, according to the Sports Business Journal, the Washington football team is cutting season ticket prices with their average crowd of 51,291 being the lowest in the NFL. It is a 22% decline in average attendance compared to their 2019 pre-pandemic numbers. Washington beat Tampa Bay 29-19, a big upset for Week 10. Now, which goes a longer way to getting more fans in the stands at FedEx Field? These lower ticket prices and incentives or a big win like beating Tom Brady and the Bucks? Wins. 
People are willing to pay to see a winner. Yeah. They're willing to pay a lot to go see a winner. But it's going to take time. I think there's going to be a little bit of a delayed reaction to it because that is, that's a fan base that has been beaten down by two decades of mostly lousy football. What were the no-shows at yesterday's game? I know you like to keep track of that as well as punting hang time and food in the media box. I believe it was 6,202 no-shows okay. that they announced. Okay. They announced. So far this season, where does that rank? That's a good question. I'd have to... Well, generally speaking, is that substantially low or is that pretty high? Well, it wasn't as high as the no-show count for the Washington game. Right. That was... What uh, happened before the Washington game? They they lost lost four in a row. Right. There were were 11... So there were 11,755 no-shows for that. The... Raiders game had 1,750. the Raiders. Baltimore game, 2,358. Jets game, 3,897. So it had the second highest total of no-shows. Right. And that was for a team that had substantial transplant appeal. A lot of Eagles fans in there. Right. What I'm I'm saying is is you don't have that for the Chargers. I think the no-show counts can be off the charts in 13 days. What I'm suggesting is if they would have lost to the Cowboys, I think that number would have been higher. That 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 that's, that tide was stemmed because that could have been in five digits had they lost to the Cowboys, but people had hope. Yeah, I think so. The only thing that would have maybe kept it from five digits was cheap tickets. Probably would have been scarfed up by Eagles fans who weren't there. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Not to mention their sales staff is going to be there to answer all your questions. Now you can say that about anybody, but the difference is they know how to answer the questions they their sales staff has been doing this for decades so if you need to upfit your kitchen you need something to fit your budget work with people who can get you what you need don't buy something because you feel you have to have it because you might not be making a good decision they will help you make a great educated decision at mountain high appliance you can find them in lewisville littleton you can also find their clearance center in denver coming up after the break everybody in town has been highly critical of teddy bridgewater but you know what Guys who used to play in the NFL have been highly critical of Teddy Bridgewater. Who was speaking out following the game? We'll let you know, and you'll know both guys, at least their names, next. 